Howdy, I'm Jim and this is On The Left Side. Hello, this is your weekly dose of football funny, whilst we all wait for the proper football to fill the void in our lives once again. Now, England under-21s may have crashed out of the European Championships in dramatic style, but we are still going to go strong right the way through the summer break. And it's great to see the young Lions getting the experience they need to one day play for the full national team, going out on penalties to the Germans in the semi-finals. What better preparation could they possibly want? And it's in the world of international football where we start this week's show. Do you remember how Sepp Blatter's departure from football's governing body was set to be a brave new dawn for FIFA? An end to the scandal, an end to the backhanded dealings, an end to clandestine meetings. Well, sometimes things just go together too well. Cheese and crackers, fish and chips, and apparently FIFA, a massive brown envelope stuffed full of unmarked bills. Ever since it has been announced, questions have been asked as to how a large group of fairly knowledgeable footballing figureheads thought that playing the World Cup in Qatar was a good idea. How exactly was it justified that an outdoor sporting activity would work in a country with an average daytime temperature of 106 degrees Fahrenheit? Keeping in mind that having a fever of 107 degrees Fahrenheit is usually considered fatal in humans. It's just a good thing that Wayne Rooney's international career looks over, because with his complexion, he would not stand a chance. Anyway, finally it looks like we could be getting an answer as to why and how they thought it was a good idea. The why is a great big pile of money, and the how is that money being deposited straight into their bank accounts, or at least the bank accounts of family members. A suppressed 2014 report written by FIFA's former ethics investigator has been leaked to the German media, and his investigations would appear to have shown a complete lack of any kind of ethics in FIFA whatsoever. The story alleges that various officials were courted by the Qatari Federation before the World Cup vote, including a sum of £1.6 million being paid to the 10-year-old daughter of a FIFA official. You know what? That explains a lot. The only way that some of FIFA's decisions make any sense at all to me is if you consider they were being made by 10-year-olds. Sure, the expanded 48-team World Cup will go ahead. It'll also include a team of Transformers, some My Little Ponies and He-Man's Attorney 11. Speaking of arguably corrupt governing bodies handing out obscene amounts of cash and hanging on to power at any cost, football got a mention in Parliament this week too. Talking about Prime Minister Theresa May's £1 billion payment to the DUP to secure their support in future votes, SNP MP Alison Thulis said this. Mr Speaker, we're now in a slightly odd position, but each DUP MP is worth more than Ronaldo. (laughs) It's an interesting comparison, but there are some very obvious differences. For example, Ronaldo plays mostly on the left wing, whereas the DUP are very, very, very much interested in the right wing. If you're going to spend £1 billion to buy 10 MPs, that's £100 million per politician and a higher fee per individual than paid for Ronaldo, Paul Pogba or Luis Suarez. So the question is, would you be better off just getting a load of footballers to sit in Parliament instead? One thing's for sure, given recent news, we'd probably end up paying less tax. The problem would be that footballers in general aren't great orators. 
with the exception of a few figures here and there. Can you imagine any modern footballer pounding the dispatch box and whipping up support for a new policy? Take, for example, Arsenal midfielder Mesut Ozil and his attempt at inspiration when he was giving the task of flogging the brand new Arsenal kit to the Gunners faithful. So guys, pre-order your home kit now. Well, yeah, I'm in. I'm sure every Arsenal fan in the country is currently reaching for their wallet to hand over 55 quid for the new team strip. That's if they've got any money left over at all from all the Wenger out banners they had to buy last season. Clearly, the Arsenal PR team are going to need a little bit more help than just a weak appeal from a German midfielder to flog this year's kit, particularly if their new shirt press release was anything to go by. Nowadays, you obviously can't just send a picture of a new team kit and expect people to buy it. There has to be some kind of meaning behind it. A tacked-on, powerful, zen-like message to stir fans into action. At least I think that's what Arsenal were going for. We are the ones who always pick the cannon when we're playing Monopoly. We are the ones who always call our uncle Arsene, even if his name is John. We are the Invincibles, even when we are playing against mates on a Sunday. We are the ones who, since 1919, have never known the second division. We are the ones riding out motorbikes with Petr Cech's helmet. We We are the Arsenal. Does anyone else get the feeling that that might have been sent by the work experience guy whilst everyone else was out of the office on lunch? I don't know about you, but I'm not going to let Petr Cech's helmet convince me to buy anything. But that is it for this week. Thanks, as always, for listening. Now, if you want to give something back, then don't worry, you don't have to buy me a beer. Take your hand out your pocket. Just tell a mate about this podcast. You could even leave us a review on your podcast listening app. Or maybe even help spread the word of On The Left Side with a nice tweet, spreading the love. You can find us at On The Left Side on Twitter. Plus, of course, make sure you've subscribed to this podcast so you never miss another episode. And I will see you next week. Bye. On the Left Side Light is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson for Abrupt Audio. Uh, That is my normal voice. We are the ones who always pick... It's the same. We are the ones riding out motorbikes with... uh, Not Peter Check. Hold on. Let me Google it. Peter Check. What? Better check. Better check. Better, okay, fine.